Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the Tara Styles podcast. I'm so excited to share with you today a friend of mine who's inspired me to read more, and she's really inspired so many people to read more. I met her on Instagram, as you meet a lot of new friends these days online in a non-creepy way. Pretty cool how online can be such a great way to meet people. And she interviewed me for a book that I was part of for National Geographic called Yoga Animals during 2020, the pandemic, when we were all sort of just, not all of us, but I was definitely online sharing yoga and learning things and connecting and all of this stuff. So Zibi interviewed me and I thought this was so nice. Somebody's doing author interviews and what a horrible time for having a book come out in the world as well. It's not ideal to be promoting something when the world is falling apart and there's so much loss and sadness and death. So she was interviewing authors, and I thought, well, this is such a glimmer of hope. So after she interviewed me, I you know, pushed a little button, thank you, and she stayed on and had all of these people interviewed back to back to back to back, and I thought, my goodness, this woman is incredible. She's doing such amazing things for authors, and she kept saying over and over, I just want to help people read more. I just feel like reading slipping away, and she wants to be a part of that change. So I got to meet her more times. She had another book of hers coming out, bookends, a memoir. So I interviewed her on my Instagram for that. And we kind of kept going back and forth for that. And shortly after that, she called me and she said, I have a book coming out. I have a book publishing company coming out. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And she said, there's a yoga character in it. Maybe we can do something together. So she sent me the manuscript. I thought, oh, this is so cool. So I was on a flight, I think to LA for the Fortune Magazine conference. I think I was leading some yoga and softness practices on stage. That's what that was. And the whole flight, just on my phone, I was reading this manuscript and I couldn't put it down. Women Are the Fiercest Creatures is that book by Andrea Dunlop. So it was the first book that Zibby's publishing company, Zibby Books, was publishing. And I thought, man, yeah, let's do something about this. We can have book-themed yoga classes on the Strali Yoga app. We can interview authors on my podcast, have these conversations. And I want to read more personally. And I know if I feel like this, people in our community might feel like this as well. So Zibby Owens is a force to be reckoned with. She works really, really incredibly hard. She's a champion of readers and writers and authors and such a good person in the world. And I'm so glad to know her. I'm so glad to be in her world. And so many people that I've met kind of similar to our Strala community I've met so many people in her community that show up for events and retreats. I've led yoga at some of her events and retreats and just anything she calls and says, hey, do you want to do this? It's a yes for me for sure. So I'm really excited that she took the time to allow me to interview her for her new book. It's her first published novel, Blank, which is so fun. I started reading it at the hair salon and all the ladies that were at the hair salon were asking me, ooh, what's that? A new book, a fresh book? So. I got to share with them a little bit 
about blank as well. And I'm almost finished with it now. Zibby has sent me a really cute graphic that said, uh, I'm a pickup line reader. <laughs> so when I'm picking up Daisy from school, I'm in the car reading the book and you know, I'll take it 10 minutes, 20 minutes, wherever I can, you know, just like our yoga practice. You can have it for an hour in the morning, you can have five minutes, 10 minutes, wherever you are. Reading can be the same thing. And I believe reading is such an essential part of well-being as well. So without further ado, I know it's a long introduction because I'm so excited about this. Enjoy this conversation with the fantastic Zibby Owens. And I'll see you on the other side. I have it. I have a, my nail file is the bookmark. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm always that. I love how everyone's saying that they sort of sit down and read this in like one take. And I took your advice that you gave, I don't know, a couple of years ago on one of the morning shows that said, you know, just read when you're in line at the grocery store and at the pickup line. And I do that. And it's, it's really fun because I feel like when Daisy gets in the car, I don't want to put it down, <laughs> but then I'll have the next pickup to read. So thanks for that tip on reading. Oh, by the way. oh good. It's been really helpful, <laughs> but oh my gosh. And thanks for doing this. I want to ask you, um, how do you feel now that blank is coming out? I know you've, you know, your history, you've written tons since you were a little kid and um, obviously lots of the nonfiction and the essays and, and everything, but, you know, being the first official novel, how does that feel for you? It feels amazing. Yeah. Um, I got so emotional talking to my team about it on a Zoom. I just like started crying because yeah. you know, I've been working for this for so long. I've wanted this for so long and yeah, it feels great. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. Oh, that's so cool. Um, my goodness. And okay, so reading it too, I know everybody's saying, uh, you know, sitting down, one fell swoop, page turner, all of that, like super fun read. But how did you um, come up with all of the, all of the sort of how the story goes? Because it does go really quickly. I mean, I guess that's what you call a page turner, but, you know, finding out that, Pippa's got her deadline and then another thing happens and all these things start to happen, 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 happen. Is that from sort of your imagination or from sort of how you've thought about stories all the time? Or, you know, is there some other magic to how you created that? I don't know about the magic. <laughs> I will say that making it fast paced was important to me, mm -hmm. like making it, keeping people's interest because I know how. <laughs> how hard it is to keep people's interest uh, and how many other books there are out there and I don't want to take up everybody's time like reading this book for months and months um, I had a couple things I knew I wanted to have happen in the story and I actually wrote it the first time I wrote about 30,000 words which is about half the length mm. and I sent it to my editor and I was like, okay, well, it's done. I got to the end. <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean? Like, it's not done. And I was like, well, I told the story that like, this is what I want to do. And she's like, well, you have to go back. And now it's time for like a subplot and other stories. And like, so I actually went back and sort of added entire other storylines and just kept adding on top of it and then adding more. And thank God it all came together. But um I wouldn't recommend doing it this way. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cool. I love the, um, I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It's not like a spoiler for friends listening, but that, you know, blank is the book that the main character writes. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that, that speech where, I mean, it seems like such a theme to it. I want to ask you like the emperor's new clothes and kind of like making mm -hmm. a stance. And like you just said now that you don't, you as Zibby, 
feel like you don't want to take up people's attention for, you know, another book or something like that. But is that sort of this, you know, overarching feeling that you have to kind of make a stance in in that way about the the book industry or people's attention and sort of all of that? My my primary goal of the book was not the publishing stuff, but to give readers an entertaining and thought-provoking story about a mom or a busy woman and the relationships, right? Managing all of the relationships on top of the job situation. Not to say this is like a stereotypical juggle, but I do really like analyzing and delving into relationships with kids and relationships with best friends and how those change over time and, you know, dealing with your parents when you're a parent or, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that I find really interesting and I think about all the time. So I did really want to paint a comprehensive portrait of a woman and what it's like being a woman and how, you know, all the demands of motherhood and all of that. The publishing thing, that's my whole like work brain and all the things I'm dealing with there. And as a huge reader, when I came into the publishing industry, I was so surprised by so many things. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I don't think readers know still. And I think they'd want to know. And one of the things is that how much they're being marketed to and how much the choices they're making are really predetermined. Like I wrote an article late last year saying, I bet I could figure out everything you're going to read next year. And mm. you think it's what you're choosing, but here's here are the books I'm going to predict are bestsellers, which and now I have to look up now that we're actually in February already. But wow. um, you can tell from the way books, the way books sell to publishers, how they're going to do to readers. And um, so I, there are just things like that that I wanted to point out because I want readers to be informed consumers mm-hmm. of what they're taking in because reading a book and having your mind be essentially usurped by somebody else's words and thoughts and all of that, like it's worth taking a beat and figuring out like, why did I pick this book? Or maybe I missed a couple books that would have changed my life by unknown authors. And I want people to give those authors a chance too. Mm. That's cool. That that reminds me of that scene in The Devil Wears Prada where Meryl Streep is describing to Anne Hathaway like why she has on that sw- certain sweater and a certain color that she thinks that she yes. made such an informed decision about. That's right. That's totally right. I forgot about that scene. Right. Where she's like, you're going to be wearing this blue sweater or something. Yeah. Or you're right. wearing that because of what I said. And yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I, I want to ask also, I know you you've written about this a lot, but I think it's just so empowering how and also the character in princess charming your your children's book how she kind of never gave up and found her thing but i feel like you are such a good inspiration to everybody that's wanting to find their thing and then sort of never giving up and making it happen do you mind to share a little bit of your story of you know because you were writing as a, as a small child and how you know you did that and you did that as a young adult and submitted and submitted and it just didn't happen for you and it just seems so ridiculous that it didn't happen for you and you were just as good of a writer then and now it's happening for you and I mean before you know all all of that stuff so can you just you know share a little bit and maybe any nuggets of wisdom for people that feel like oh I want to keep going but I'm having that that struggle yeah this really applies to any creative art or really I mean, it could be non-creative too, I guess, but but particularly creative arts where you're 
bringing your whole self into something that ultimately gets judged not on, you know, what numbers did you reach on this business deal or something, right? This is subjective. And when you try to put yourself out there and and nobody wants it, it's hard not to be like, well, I guess I should just give up. Um, maybe I'm not a good writer or maybe I'm not a great artist or um, I guess the market is telling me that this what I have to offer isn't wanted or highly valued and therefore mm. I'm not. And you go down this whole rabbit hole, um, which I've definitely been down. Uh, to your question, it's taken me a long time to get here. Yes, mm. I have wanted to be a writer since I could write and read. And I first really tried to write a novel, uh, although it was pretty based on my own life. But I tried after I went to business school, when I realized that all these people at business school had the same passion for like marketing that I did for writing. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't actually want to do marketing. I mean, I like marketing and it's fun and branding and I'm very interested, but I want to be a writer. Like if I died tomorrow, that's what I would want to do. So I took a year off after that and wrote a novel and it didn't sell. I had an agent and it didn't sell. And I was so devastated. It didn't occur to me that it it wouldn't sell anywhere. Like yeah. I figured somewhere it would come out. Um, but I wasn't as aware, I guess, at the time of <laughs> how widespread rejection was, or I didn't think oh. it would apply to me, or I don't know what yeah. I, hubris or whatever. Um, and when that didn't sell, I was so gutted. I mean, I it took me almost a decade to try to write fiction again. And I just thought, okay, I'm not a good fiction writer. I have a lot of confidence. 
you know, blank is coming out and people are reading it and loving it. And obviously it's going to be a massive success and all of the things. Do you feel like your other novels, I don't even know how to say this because it's subjective, like you said, but are just as good or can come out now? Or do you think that it was a timing thing or a publishing issue thing or, you know, or something else, or are you just putting them, you know, in the, in the, in the way back? No, I'm putting them in the drawer because Mm -hmm. what I realized after all this time is I think I was trying too hard to write the way I thought I was supposed to write fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until I gave up. I mean, this actually, this is is like a lot of things in my life actually, but um, (laughs) it wasn't until I gave up and I was like, you know what? Like, if I'm going to take the time to try this again, Mm. I have to have fun. Like, I'm done with, like, I wrote, like, a full-length book prose poem at one point. Like, what what, what am I doing? You know? Like, seriously. like Why? Why was that? And I was like, this is going to be so creative and cool and different. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make myself laugh. I want to laugh. I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. Like, it's not worth it. No one has a gun to my head and says, you have, you have to write a novel. Like no one's waiting for my novel, you know? So if I, if I'm going to do it, I I have to, I have to love it. Um, so that changed how I wrote. I wrote Mm. more for fun and to make myself laugh. And I was kind of like, I I hope other people laugh, but like, I'll read parts of it out loud and I'll laugh again. I'm like, this is funny. It's my sense of humor. So it might not be everybody's, but like, it makes, I, I, and I wanted people to laugh and I wanted it to be light and, you know, more fun because like life is just so heavy. So, mm-hmm. um, so I am not going to pull those out of a drawer and try to sell them. Uh, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll, maybe I'll peek at them, but I don't know. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense for, I know it's such a overused word, but just authenticity, like being yourself. I mean, I know a lot of people that uh, wrote about your book so far, say they feel like they're hanging out with you. And I'm like, yeah, but there's all these characters and they're not Zibby, but I feel like, I feel like I, you could be sitting down reading this aloud and it would feel very much like hanging out with you, like your, your upbeatness, your, your zibbiness, your like get everybody involved, you know, the fast paces, you're, you're like that. So I feel like that's really good inspiration. Um, just for anybody, like you said, wanting to do anything to to be yourself in doing that, because it it definitely feels like like your book. Like this is sitting down, you know, with you reading it. I could see you getting just animated about it, excited about <laughs> it. And if it's a movie, like narrating it or having like a cameo or something like that, but <laughs> it is really fun and and fast paced and all of that. Oh. So I'm glad that sort of came out. Yeah, I was I was disappointed. They're like, we're gonna hire people to read the audiobook because I've oh. done all my other audiobooks. And okay. I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I think I could do it, but they're like, No, we're gonna like hire actors. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, but yes, I mean, when people tell me that like they love Viva and they like wish she was their friend and they wanna like yeah. go to coffee with her and like keep hanging out, like I like smile you know I'm like oh yeah. you know <laughs> in the way that if someone said that well I was gonna say in the way that someone said that about my kid but it's more than that because it's literally like you know she's not me and now I'm actually trying to work on another novel and I'm like but do I have another person <laughs> do I, like how how do I make this person different her hair color like what? <laughs> this is my voice so I don't know we'll figure it out yeah it feels like that I mean, when I first started reading actually this you'll appreciate this so I first started reading this, I was getting my roots colored at the hair salon and I whipped it out and everyone was on their phone and they said, Ooh, you have a book. And I'm like, 
this is my friend Zibby's book. And they're like, oh, you know the author? I'm like, yes, I know her. We're friends. She's amazing. Oh. She's a big deal, but we're also friends. And um, so I start reading it. And then they all came up and asked. It was total hair slump. They're like, how is it? I'm like, it's really, really good. I'm like, this is an advanced copy, but it comes out in March. You can pre-order the Thank whole you. thing. And I said it was like reading like friends, like really fast paced. And we would all, same thing, like love to hang out with this woman. And she's got this problem and she's successful, but she's still got these problems and all these things going on. But it definitely feels like the characters are people that, you know, either they're like you or not like you, but you want to kind of know a little bit more. You want to hang out a little bit more. So that feels really relatable. So I think that's just the best thing. I mean, I, I always feel like I love movies and I know your husband is a, a movie maker as well, but it always feels when I'm reading a good book and I'm sure this is for everybody that you could already see, you know, the visuals of everything. So it's, it's really easy to kind of imagine it in, in the imagination. So that's really fun. I wonder if how you imagine it is different than other people, but it's just really fun to imagine it too. Well, I see it. I see it happening. And mm. then I'm trying to like capture that. Yeah. So I hope I've captured it well enough for then you to imagine what I'm imagining. But mm. that was the goal because uh, cool. I do see it in terms of scenes. Um, and it mm. is very clear in my head, but <laughs> I guess that's the job, right? Oh my gosh. It's so cool. I, I love what you said. I don't know where when we were talking or maybe it was at one of your talks, but how reading a novel or reading any book is like spending time sort of jumping into somebody else's body or their brain or their experience. So I just, I just love that. I think, you know, no one's wasting their time reading blank for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm glad it entertained you on, on pickup lines and grocery Totally. Lines. And it's keeping going. But um, yeah, because all my mom friends are in that category that you told me a long time ago where you said you just want to help people read more books. And now you're helping me read more books, like literally doing that. And now I'm just, you know, buying copies and handing them out to my mom friends and oh, yoga friends. You. And, you know, because I think that's, it's such a big part of well-being too. So thanks for being such an influence on that for sure. Oh, well, I think there's I, I, the the rise of Bookstagram and BookTok and all that has helped a lot with reading as a, the brand reading, shall mm. we say, right? <laughs> reading is, is no longer lounging on a couch, mm. endless time, cup of tea, right? You can read on the go. You can listen. You can read on a Kindle. You can grab a book and, you know, fly through it. Like it doesn't have to yeah. be like going to a spa, right? It could yeah. be a, a little infusion of, of reading time can make a big difference. So, um, but, I, but I do think that bringing it back onto the menu, people, mm -hmm. it just got, it's like, it just got off the menu. That's all. People, and when you put it back on, maybe you, at first it's a special, but like, <laughs> you know, we got to get it back on the regular menu. Oh, yeah. No, it's a mainstay now. No, I think that's, yeah, you've definitely changed, you know, so much about that. But, um, okay. So, one more question. I know you have like a million of these today, but now that you have your first, you know, fiction, even though you've done so many, but the first one out in the world, do you have more fun? I know you love doing it all, but do you have more fun writing the essays or nonfiction or children's books or fiction? Is there like one, like you said, okay, you have five days left to live and, you know, this time with your family is carved out. All the things you get to do, but you get to write one more book. Is it going to be fiction or nonfiction or something else? Um, 
with five days, I would, I would just not write at all. <laughs> um, I would, I don't know. I'd probably be posting the whole time. Um, uh, I'm excited to write another novel and my editor has, um, wants me to write one like every year, year and a half. Wow. Ongoing. And wants me to just like keep doing this. And I'm like, thank God, that's so fun. I think the challenge is that I have so many other things I'm doing. This is what I was after, but I've created something that's even bigger and that I love. And so um, this is a good problem to have, a really good problem to have. Um, Honestly, if I had five days to live, I would be writing essays because Mm -hmm. I would be telling people how I felt and I would be saying goodbye and I would be trying to help people live their lives better. And it wouldn't probably be fiction. Um, fiction is really hard. F- fiction is much harder for me to do. It's really easy for me to write nonfiction, but I have to like get in a whole headspace and like have a lot of time. Mm. <laughs> and you know, you have to like get into it. You know, mm. it's like, and I can do it. It's just, you know, I'm like trying to gear up this Friday. I'm like, I'm writing on Friday, <laughs> and I've had to tell three people. I've had, you know what I mean. I've had to Whoa. put it on my calendar. I'm like, I have to do it. I have to do it. So. That's amazing. Well, that's really cool. I mean, just to see your own journey of writing as a kid, then like all those gut-wrenching rejections, and now this coming out and your editor being like, one every other year, let's go, go, go. And just having that, you know, support is so beautiful to see. And, um, and you deserve it because it's, it's, you're good at it. You know, even if it's hard for you, it's like, it's so fun to read. And, you know, I'm excited to see you know, it'd be everywhere and it'd be like, I know her. <laughs> oh, so, well, I don't know if it'll be everywhere, but I appreciate and hope that, uh, <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, all your friends, we're going to be holding it up and, you know, social media is everywhere too. So we're excited. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. You're the best. Oh my gosh. Thank you for all your support and friendship and you're just awesome. Thank you. How amazing is Zibby Owens? My goodness. And she's so down to earth and fully present and so easy to interview. You know, I'm just, I feel so good about having a chat with her really anytime. So Blank is the book. I know this is going to be on many people's nightstands and car dashboards and things like that. It's definitely on mine. So fun. I'm so happy for her and I'm so excited to see what she writes next, of course. And If you aren't already following along, a great place to follow Zibby is Instagram. You can follow. There's many accounts. They're always kind of narrowing it down, her and her small team that's always growing. She has a bookshop now in Santa Monica called Zibby Books. That's really great. She offers a book club um, where you can meet like-minded authors and people to read and get together and have a nice moment for yourself as well and be inspired. She has classes and retreats. I've led yoga at a few of her retreats. It's always such a blast and I've made real friends for life. So big thanks to Zibby. Make sure you follow along in other places and get your copy of Blank because it's super fun. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 